You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the key players involved, how to build your project team, and how to turn your vision into a reality in build-outs of all sizes. Our guest is Jimmy Hammond with 15 years of experience as an architect, six years as a general contractor developer, building dental offices, and 20 years as a dental equipment consultant. So based on that resume, he has a tremendous amount of knowledge in helping doctors realize their dream dental practice, from small remodels to new clinics and professional buildings. Jimmy, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Bill, thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, so this is a different topic for us. We're you know, used to talking about composites and curing lights <laughs> and dentures and all the fun stuff, but we're actually getting into the brick and mortar part of it, which is uh, no pun intended. Um, let's begin with a simple question. Why should a doctor hire an architect? Well, Phil, typically when you meet with a client that wants to design or build their new office, the first thing you have to do is get their ideas of what that practice should look like from their head to paper, because the only way a contractor is going to be able to build the office is to have a set of drawings. The reason why you need an architect is is typically, number one, to get those thoughts down on paper, and number two, you require architectural drawings in order to get a building permit. Without those drawings, uh, you can't present them to City Hall or whatever administrative Exactly. Right. So exactly. And if you if you're if you think about a comprehensive set of documents, there's typically three parts to that. There's the construction drawings that the architect will provide. There's the dental equipment plans that would come from a Henry Shine equipment specialist. And then there's the interior design plans, you know, somebody that's selected the paint colors, the flooring colors, the lighting. So when you have those three documents all wrapped up into one, then you have a complete set of documents that you can hand to Charlie, the contractor, and say, you know, get me a bid and get me a permit. Right. And I'm going to ask you about the contractor in a second, whether or not a, the dentist actually needs to have a general contractor as part of the team. Now, we did mention the team. Tell us, before we get into the details of the actual, you know, process, how does one get a team together. So if I'm a dentist and I'm saying, you know what, this thing is just not working for me anymore. I either need to build a new office and there's a property down the street that's just a perfect building to like remodel, which would give us the room we need. Where right. do I begin with, how do I develop a team? Typically uh, that starts with somebody from the dental distribution side, whether it's somebody like myself as an equipment specialist or the doctor may speak with his or her you know, weekly, monthly representative to say, hey, I'm looking at doing this project. Then the introductions start from there. But it, once it gets to me and somebody says, Jimmy, we want to build an office, you start with kind of really nothing different than if you were building a restaurant or a, you know, a law firm. It's, you have to find a space. You have to work with a realtor to find the space. And you start trying to identify how large is that space and is it going to meet our needs? So you do some very initial programming to say, okay, uh, the space that's being shown is 5,000 square feet. That's going to accommodate X number of treatment rooms. And then we present that to the doctor to say that 5,000 square feet is too little or it's too large. It doesn't have, you know, all the, the, the features that it needs in order for your, your, your practice to fit in there. So we start really early on with the realtor. Right. Okay. So it's kind of like a feasibility study to some extent, right? You're a saying. little bit. And, yeah. And, and, and what you can do oftentimes 
is if we can get that that study going and we can put together a couple of preliminary plans, you can get that in the hands of a contractor to say, hey, give me a budget number for this. So then the doctor can turn around and go to the, uh, say, the landlord or the or the broker and say, let's start to work on a deal. I see that I'm going to fit in the space. I have a rough idea of what my cost is going to be. And then we can start to put together kind of the formation of that real estate deal. So the dentist needs a general contractor, I assume, based on what we're Correct. talking about. How does right. how does a dentist get one? Is, is a general contractor recommended by their equipment specialist that might be guiding them through this process? Yeah, it's it's it could either come through my office, you know, recommendations, somebody that has dental office experience, and I'll talk about that. Sometimes it's the landlord. The landlord could say, "Look, I use this construction firm. They're the only ones authorized to work in my building, so you're going to be uh, tied to them." If it's a public space, maybe like a hospital or a school, uh, there may already be contracts in place where you work with those contractors. But in terms of having a contractor with dental experience, my suggestion is, it you know, doing the flooring, doing the paint, doing even the lighting, really not that that unique in a dental office. What it comes down to is the electrical and plumbing. So if you if you're hiring a contractor, and his plumber an electrician have no dental experience, you're probably in for um, A, some change orders, B, some time lapses, and C, you know, extra costs. Right. So when it comes to the general contractor, before they even touch the space, they need to make sure that they understand the needs based on a dental practice, like you say. Exactly. And that requires like a rough-in plan. You know, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing for electrical needs how much you know amperage are we talking about so we don't blow fuses every day um where are they you know situated physically and and also the plumbing requirements so it's it's completely different than just setting up a a law office where you sit there and just exactly right where there's yeah where there's cubicles everywhere and you're right if you have a contractor with dental experience and when you say x number of square feet you know, is, is what we're looking at. They can say, hmm, it's my experience at an office and that much square footage is going to cost X. And then they can do some preliminary things like, okay, we're going to have to cut the concrete to put the utilities in, or we're going to have to figure on medical gas piping because the doctor wants nitrous. If the, if the GC has dental experience, some of that's just going to roll right off their tongue and they'll right. be able to just kind of, but if, if the contractor's, a residential contractor, they do restaurants. A lot of this is going to be foreign to them, and it's going to it's going to take some time for them to put those thoughts on paper. Yeah. So if I was doing one of these remodels or a new build, there's no way in the world I would uh, mess around with anybody but a uh, no. competent general contractor that's done exactly. dental before. Okay. Regarding the architectural plans, is that the first thing you need before you do anything? No. I mean, what typically with my projects is. I'm the first plan. So the doctor brings me the space. We sit down. We have a programming meeting. How many treatment rooms, private offices, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We do a program. And then our design studio in Wisconsin starts to put together that program on paper so that we can present to the doctor and say, okay, here you go. Here's, here's what your plan, here's what your treatment rooms look like. Here's all the public spaces, the private spaces, so they can start to see 
that preliminary plan. Once that plan is kind of set and the walls and doors have stopped moving, then we bring in the architect to start to do the construction detailing, things like the ceiling, door, door and frame details, any window details, things like that. We bring the architect in to do that. At the same time, as we're starting to select, say, the dental equipment, and we know what maybe a chair upholstery is going to look like or the dental casework looks like, we bring in the design team, say, okay, now we start with flooring, we start with paint. So, again, those three documents start to evolve and start to grow, and when those three are completed, we can get the final pricing from the contractor. Okay, that makes sense. So you seem to be a pivotal person in this whole process. And obviously, there's got to be more than just Jimmy Hammond there, right? So you can't do everybody's office. How, how does that work? How do they find you? And who do you work with versus your associates? Tell right, about that. right. Yeah, there's um, obviously we have competitors. I mean, there are other, other dental distributors, you know, throughout the United States and the world. But some of it's reputation, you know, some of it. Um, you hold an open house, you know, Dr. Charlie moves into his new office. He has an open house and Dr. Susan comes up and says, God, Jimmy, you know, I really like, you know, I really like this office. I'm thinking of doing a project. Can we set up a time to meet? Um, our field reps that are out there on the field every day meeting doctors, oftentimes the doctor will pull them aside and say, Hey, I'm thinking of doing a remodel. Uh, I'm thinking of doing an expansion because I'm bringing on an associate. Can you put me in touch with your equipment guy? You get referrals from bankers, uh, contractors, realtors. So, um, you know, it's just kind of all those people that you touch on a daily basis can introduce you to your next client. Right. And I'm not sure we made it clear to our listeners that so Henry Schein Dental is behind all this from, from start to finish. They kind of work with yeah. the doctor in, in all phases. We should have introduced you as now. Are you a Henry Schein employee or, or I am? I am. No, I work. For, so I work for Henry Schein. I was I was a licensed architect for almost 15 years, and just through corporate takeovers and whatnot, um, I ended up starting my own construction company, uh, building dental offices, and uh, got recruited by Henry Schein oh 18 years ago to come work for them. So fantastic. I, between designing offices, building offices, and equipping offices. I've done over 400 projects. And do you do them all over the country or just? Uh, I'm just, I'm based in New England. So I live in Boston and I cover Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Mass, Rhode Island. Okay. You lead the team and make sure everything runs smoothly. So tell yeah, us. It's, good, it, it's yeah. good to have a quarterback. I mean, if you think of a dentist um, in, in the Henry Schein kind of umbrella, they have, you know, a field rep, they have an equipment specialist like myself, a technology specialist, and then the guys in the white vans that repair equipment. We're all kind of assigned to each doctor and through not a formal arrangement, but, but we each have a, an ability to reach out to the doctors. So there are approximately 160 of me across the country. I'm the only one with an architecture and degree and contractor's license, but, um, Anywhere you walk, you know, through the United States, you can find a Henry Shine equipment specialist that'll help you. Right, fantastic. Yeah, I mean that's uh, the kind of service that doctors need. They're busy treating patients, and if they're looking to make a move, like open up a new clinic or or remodel, it's almost you know imperative that they work with people that have the experience 
in doing this particular niche business? Because like you said, if, they, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. if they're hiring yeah. a restaurant architect, that's their buddy and the guy's going to give them a great deal and it sounds enticing. Um, think again, ladies and gentlemen, before you do that and, and reach out, reach out to right. your, uh, if you're working with Henry Schein, reach out to the Henry Schein team. And I know they've been fantastic with these kinds of services. So tell us, um, how do doctors translate their vision into reality? That's probably the hardest part. It really is, is that you know, you'll hear doctors oftentimes say something like, I want a modern office or uh, I want I want a cool front desk or I want um, my patients to feel that, you know, I'm cutting edge or I'm, a, you know, I'm on the forefront of technology. Well, what does that mean? Does forefront of technology mean that they have a really nice flat panel monitor in there in their reception area? Uh, doctor yesterday says, I want, I want my, my, my front area to be really cozy. What does cozy mean? So a fireplace fish tank. So hmm. it's really hard to get some of those, oh, I don't want to call them buzzwords, but to get some of those concepts hmm. out of the doctor's head onto paper. So I encourage the doctors to get photographs. So when you're home at night, you know, you got a cold one next year and you're just kind of cruising through the internet, start finding photographs, go to, um, hotel websites, go to restaurant websites, find examples of lighting. Or when you're out with your family having dinner and you see a fabric on a couch that you may like or a stone on the wall of a restaurant, um, just start snapping photographs and kind of building a portfolio. So when you sit down with your architect or designer and you say, I want my office to look like this, because a lot of times what the dentists want they don't want it to look like a dental office. They want it to look like, you know, lighting fixtures you may have seen at a Starbucks or they want some fabrics they've seen in an airport lounge or, or they like the front desk they saw at a really nice boutique hotel. So getting those thoughts and having those pictures captured in a way that when you're sitting down with the, with the design person, you can say, these are kind of my visions. Help yeah, me get there. That's a great idea. I mean, I know we built a wall in our, the back of our property to separate from our neighbors. It wasn't, you know, a major deal, but it was a stone wall. And we passed by a ton of stone houses here in Texas. And there's lots of limestone and different kinds of limestone. And we found one we love. We took our phone out, took some pictures, showed it to the builder. And it was such a piece of cake to communicate that way. So uh, that's great advice. Absolutely great advice. So to wrap up this podcast, and it's been very interesting, I'm really glad we had this topic on because it's, as I said in the beginning, we haven't had any really uh, subject matter on this. Um, who's in charge of the project when it comes down to it? I coach high school lacrosse, so I guess I, I, I'll, I'll speak like a coach for a minute, is um, you're only as good as, you know, your team, right? So Someone has to be in charge and someone has to decide where everybody's roles and responsibilities are. Oftentimes it's the equipment specialist, but knowing to get from point A to point Z and all those little dominoes have to fall at exactly the same, you know, at the, at the right rate and the right time. And if one falls out of place, you know, the rest of them aren't going to fall. A lot of times that, that falls on the equipment specialist, but you're using contractor, you have IT consultants. There may be marketing people. There may be, you know, other consultants that are bringing in things like 
signage and, and it, 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 there's a lot of balls in the air and it's it's oftentimes it falls to an equipment specialist to say this one goes first this one goes second this one goes third a lot of times these dentists are still practicing mm-hmm. you know they're still working it so to get them to take four six eight months of time away from their daily practice to put a project together you really need to hire somebody that's done it before right so so that equipment specialist in this case for henry shy dental they're the ones that the dentist should reach out to or even their field sales consultant or the sales rep that comes in and say, you know, okay. So like, Hey John, I, you know, I love you selling me composite. I've enjoyed everything that you've done for me, but who's the person to talk to? I wanted to get, get my office uh, remodeled. They bring in the equipment specialist. If the equipment specialist hasn't already created a relationship with that office. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then, um, at that point, the equipment specialist kind of takes it from there. So that's really an excellent service, and it takes the stress out of this whole thing. Because, you know, just like any remodel, if you're remodeling your home, it could cause stress. You know, there's no question about it. Um, I know I built my own house in California before I moved to Texas, and actually I was involved with framing it up. I did the underground plumbing myself. So I did a lot of the contract work myself just because I wanted right. to. Uh, right. We actually – changed the architectural plans like four times. It was a mess. Yep. It turned out to be good, but we kept adding another room uh, as we were going. So don't do it my way. I'm talking to the <laughs> folks out there. Um, listen to Jimmy and do it the right way. We had fun doing it, but it, it, it cost more and it, it extended the project longer than we wanted to. <clears throat> but our marriage kept together, which was great. Right, um, right, right. right. No, I, so, tell people, I tell people all the time, I mean – Take the extra bit of time to do the planning because you may say, I have to move in July 1st. If, if you move in July 10th, are you, but you had it planned out and everything went as smooth as possible, are you going to remember those 10 days? Probably not. <laughs> Probably right. not. Right. But if it's, a, if it's a nightmare and you are pulling your hair out and scrambling – just to get to that July 1st, you're going to remember the nightmare. Right. That's a great you know? point. So That's it, a great... If you take the extra time, I, I tell clients all the time, doctor, you're going to be thinking about this 24-7 for the next nine months. Take a small pad of paper and put it on your nightstand because you're going to wake up at 2.15 in the morning and go, oh, my God, did I tell Jimmy that I want nitrous in all my treatment? <laughs> that is so and true. So that is so do true. Do a favor and roll over, write it down. And then go back to sleep. Right. Then take an way, ad, then take an out yeah. and go back to sleep. Yeah. Because that way your spouse isn't going to be mad. Like, why are you always up? Yeah. And and at the same time, you know, when I call you on a Tuesday at ten fifteen and you see my name, I don't want you to go. Oh, there's Jimmy. That guy's such a doofus. I can't stand talking to him. You want to know that when I'm calling you, we're talking about your project and we're, you know, we're on a team. We're we're collaborating on this from start to finish. Yeah. And, and just to wrap up this podcast, and we do have to end it now, and it's been great, is that when you work with quality people like Jimmy Hammond and the team, especially the folks at Henry Shine Dental, that voyage of doing this project, whether it's a small remodel or a complete rebuild, can actually be fun. I mean, it, I know it sounds crazy, but why not enjoy it? You got to do it anyway. You're going to certainly enjoy the bigger space and the, the, mod, the, you know, the modern facility that you'll be eventually developing. Enjoy the journey, uh, reduce your stress, and work with people that know what they're doing. I think that's the moral of this podcast. And um, hopefully some people will be listening to this podcast go, man, I was just about to hire my restaurant architect. So uh, they'll be in good shape. So thanks again, Jimmy, for your time. I hope to have you on another show. And we really appreciate your insight. 
Thank you. Anytime, Phil. It was a pleasure. Take care.